Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to you all. How are you all? Good morning on podcast, good morning here on YouTube. And good morning if you haven't watched us live and you're watching the upload. Good evening maybe to you. What are these um, three colours? Oh, oh, you've got Palestinian colours. Oh, I should put my um, kefir on. Morning everyone. Careful. <laughs> Careful. It's terrible. She wore a kefir uh, uh, yesterday, and I was like, "God, I, I, you, you know." I tell you what, you got a small taste of. I got a small taste of Islamophobia because I thought, "Oh, you God, didn't she want could me to get, go out in it." She could get just hassled uh, or called a terrorist. She said to me, "What are you going to do if somebody says something to you?" I said, "I'll say something back." <laughs> <laughs> Right, hello, welcome to everybody. Hope you're well. How are we all feeling today? How are oh, you feeling? That's not feeling anything. I know. He's I've, got now, no, I've got no nerves in my a, finger. He's now got a severed nerve with his man wound, no, guys. No, it's not it's a, progressed. Not a severed nerve. But look, this is really disconcerting. So I can really press on there and I feel nothing. It's funny. It's he ran, he left here and five minutes later he rang me this morning and went, I can't feel the end of my finger, honest to God. When I put down the phone, I was howling with laughter, Mark. I knew you. What do you mean? <laughs> Every single aspect. If my finger fell on the floor, you'd be howling with laughter. Hilary Daly, very fed up, hate February. Oh, oh no, don't hate February, because we've got to rejoice that we're out of January. February's short. It's not. It's the longest February in four years. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> of all the years to say February's short, this isn't the year. Well, yeah. I do not understand how dates change. I will never, as long as well, I live, the end of the know day what happens. people mean when they say Easter is early this year. Because it's about the moon being over the over the yard arm after a certain period of time when the milk's come come out. It's only when the milk's brought in after a certain era of time, going backwards towards the actual medieval period. Is that true? I just made a whole <laughs> word salad. That was a word. Salad of random shit. Really good one. Did was you it? make that up as you went along? I didn't make it up. I literally turned off my my ordering. So, d so did you make that up as you went? All along? of it. Well, it's very good. I knew that milk Listen, would speak to the idea. No, as of soon a... as you said milk, that's where you failed. I well, went. That was I was really early on. So but the were... yardstick and then the thingy and yardstick medieval. impressed me. Medieval. Because I thought, how long have we had a calendar? <laughs> 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 no big deal. Says good trip lollipop. Just look at a calendar. That's no, 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 I don't, I don't <laughs> mean that. I mean, why does it change? Christmas Day doesn't change. Your birthday doesn't change. The date of certain things doesn't change. So like mother, Mothering Sunday is always, what is it, the third Sunday Never in know. March? Never know. Is it the third or the second Sunday in March? It's the fourth full moon. It's the first full moon after Lent when... Oh, you're Palm making it up. You're just saying Lent now. You're just saying mixed Lent. No, no. With Nutella. No, you're lying. <laughs> anyway, I will never understand it. Ellen, it's yeah, weird. Easter changes too. Why? I don't know. Stro oh, look, struggling at the moment, guys. Gemma Perry sending. Oh, look, there's a few people here really struggling with Jack with February. Yeah. Hilary Daly, Gemma. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, sweetheart. Um, I mean, I'm really struggling at the moment as well. I have to say, I'm very low. I just, I, I make myself do everything that I have to do. It's a case of pushing through and doing it anyway. But everything seems to me like climbing a bloody mountain. Everything. Right. Um, everything. Uh, so it's just like, it's just that low, low mm, feeling, isn't it? We just mm. got to push, you just got to keep pushing through. But it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. And there, it's waves. You know, you, 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 you get hit mm. by waves of kind of... Real sort of, a sort of on top of it, you can ride that wave and then at other times you're just kind of absolutely floored by it. But I tell and, you... and it's funny because yesterday we went for a walk and the sky was so blue and I said to Mark, God, how much as humans we need to see that blue sky because it just lifted me just so much. Mind you, then I felt collapsed as soon as I got back in the car, but it's greyness. It leaves you feeling great, it does. I want to say right now that I'd quite like Julie Franks to hang out with me today. <laughs> Go Julie. on, Julie. Well, because Julie's just said a sentence here, which I kind of think, if I'd heard that from Nads, it would be really nice. Just oh. calming. All right, Jules, what supporting. are you up to? <laughs> Julie, no, honestly. She says, Mark, I broke my wrist in three places and had nerve damage, but it does come back. Soothing, sharing, 
life affirming. Maybe she just wanted you to shut up going what, on about your finger. Well, no, but what Julie Franks didn't do was this. <laughs> 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 Don't walk, walk. <laughs> you know, thanks, Julie. You didn't do that. That's all I'm asking for. I try not to laugh next time. You and Dina, we everywhere. <laughs> I don't. You like? I do occasionally. Like Tina's the worst. You like pugs? <laughs> I'm an occasional weir. I get. I cross my legs quicker than she does. <laughs> right, let's. April get on. Hill. Been feeling really anxious the last three weeks. Had three panic attacks. Don't know why. Oh look, I'm really picking up on this community. Sweeties. Oh, everybody's feeling. Lee, you've got an important scan tomorrow. Wishing you luck, Good matey. Luck. Flip. Remember what I said. Um, the country pumpkin. I had a huge wake-up call with my weight last night. Decided I'm going to mope about it today, then do something about it tomorrow. Who's that? Country Pumpkin. Oh, we kept calling. Oh, that is so hard, isn't That's it? Sweet. Yeah, it really is. Um, we're doing actually a body image live on Wednesday, I think, aren't we? Because we're doing it together. So we will put um, a link under here. Um, if any men would like to ask, send in their body image story and then uh, we will... Yeah, when are we doing that? Wednesday, I believe. Wednesday. Oh, and later today, I am God Almighty. What could happen tonight at 6pm on Instagram? Oh, my God. Me and Kaz. You know my friend Kaz, <laughs> darts your tits off. She's doing a, he's doing a live with her. Could go a little bit batshit crazy. Could go <laughs> any, any which way, any way. Because she's given up drinking and it's going to be about giving up drinking. Yeah, so it could be a large one. Um, anyway. You should have done it on your Thirsty Thursday. Yeah, but I'm, doing th I'm going to be doing Thirsty Thursday this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. Okay, what are we talking about today? Israel ignores global anger, um, but global anger comes a little bit too late. This is as we sit on the verge of a possible uh, invasion of Rafa. Uh, Keir Starmer has a bit of a nightmare in Rochdale with his uh, candidate who um, called into question October the 7th. Um, I pulled this story only just briefly uh, about Harry and Meghan have launched, relaunched and rebranded their website. We're going to be talking about women who swear um, and whether it's, whether it's worse when women swear. And Olivia Coleman seems to think so. She's in a new film called Wicked Little Letters. Uh, and I just pulled this story a few days ago because I just want to ask a few questions about the woman who says she slept with 300 people last year uh, and who wants to beat that number this year. I've, I've, got, I've read that article now and I have an opinion. You do have an opinion? Yes. OK. Lots of people there saying they'll look forward to that with Kaz. Lots yep. of people love Kaz. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun, for sure. So that's six o'clock live with Mark and Dutch mm. tits off. AZ says, I feel like I'm living in a dystopia. Yes, yeah. so do we all. Now, before we get going on any of these topics, I just want to say about the Israel-Gaza uh, Israel crisis. I think we, for everyone who's been following the story, who has a strong emotion about this story, who has felt that the disproportionate uh, you know, um, shift and slide from a moment of self-defence into the destruction of a country, uh, the erosion of a culture, the displacement of a nation, and the plausible signs of a genocide. This is the moment people mustn't be hoodwinked, gaslit, and lured into thinking this. When old Cameron-y boots um, and Biden-y boots and all that lot, and Rishi, all this lot, when they all start to say, you know what, show some, I'm a bit concerned about Rafa. Big, mm, suddenly a bit concerned. Remember, that right at the end of this playbook that Netanyahu is, is engaging in, right at the end, when Netanyahu has got nowhere else to go, I mean, this is, as much as this hopefully will reach the end of atrocities for the Palestinians in Gaza, this is also the end of this conflict spells a massive, massive potential problem for Netanyahu, which could speak to why he wants to prolong it, and he doesn't want a ceasefire, and he doesn't want a six-week pause. But as the West starts to shift its sort of mood music and its wordage and it starts to go, mm, do not be gaslit by them all seeking to be on the almost just get a toe over the right side of history so they can hedge their bets. Let's not forget, 
In about seven days, the ICJ will be handed Netanyahu's homework. Because uh, they sent him away. The International Court of Justice sent, sent him, him away, away for a month to you, prove that there wasn't a, a yeah. plausible genocide. Don't think place. for a minute, don't think for a minute that every other country that has supported Netanyahu and the Israeli government's push in Gaza hasn't looked at the ICJ thing and not wanted it covered because what they're knowing is if it goes, if it goes against them again or it pushes against them again, they could all be in some way implicated, which is why companies like the arms manufacturer in, in uh, Holland mm -hmm. has been uh, told by a court not to send parts to um, Israel because they could be seen to be being used in a genocidal campaign. So what you're seeing here is a ratcheting down of the language, a ratcheting up of the humanitarian concern. But not really. But, but, but still zero so... material change. But it is still so... So wafer thin. I mean, it's I, I don't know if any of you saw the um, post that I put up yesterday on my Instagram from, by Owen Jones, and he he was as he had that outrage that I did, and he's gone over the top. Netanyahu's gone over the top. It's the most disrespectful, disgusting way to describe Look, what has happened to the people out there. Thanks, Over Faith. So just top. to say, thanks. It's not, there's no joy in saying I told you so, but Faith, Mark, you said this would happen ages ago. James, I remember you saying that this would happen. David years. Cameron, I yesterday. I said it, I said it, I said it. They're scrambling. They're scrambling to take a backwards role. You know, Rishi Sunak trying to look very cross yesterday and say that he's told, you know, in uncertain terms to Netanyahu. Are you, do you really think that we're just now going to just accept that as like, do you, I mean, do you think they will? Do you think people will? Do you think people will say at the end, will people say, oh, they were all on the right side, even though they've all played a massive part in it? Not if you and we don't let them. And this, this, yeah. is, this is the point. This is, this is the playbook. This is the Western media's playbook. This is what's going to happen here. This is what's happened actually on many other occasions when there have been other conflicts and conflagrations and moments or pinch points in yeah, the Palestinian-Israel history, which we as a family have often sat around this table and talked about with your dad for many years, certainly as, as long as I've been on the scene for the last 20 years. They've come up, there have been many other occasions, not as extreme as this, obviously, where there have been moments in the history of the, of that, of the region which haven't even hasn't even touched the mainstream media. So I guarantee you that what they're gaming on now, and this is how it works, and this isn't a criticism necessarily of the population en, en masse, because this is how it works. You're going about your day, you're doing your thing, you're not like us, you know, locked into looking at this stuff to see how it's being covered, to try and kind of unpick it and kind of get round it and understand it. And you hear all of the leaders that you're kind of involved in this thing called democracy that kind of has got put them all there, and you hear them kind of going, this is awful. This is goddamn awful. We need to change this. And, the, and what that says to you as you're going about your life is, I don't need to feel as bad about this now. It's kind of yeah, in hand. Yeah. You know, even and I, don't, kind of, I didn't want to look at all the videos and I didn't really want to know what was happening. And now I don't to have end. to. It's coming to and, an and, end. And, and, and they're you know, saying the right thing. I was listening to Biden this morning. I don't know when he made this statement. Was this with the King of Jordan when he was saying, you know, we're, work, we're working very hard to get calm in that region. Calm... Has he got any idea of the carnage that people are living in? But guess for how long? Not forever. Six weeks. Meanwhile, Israeli settlers are not allowing any food trucks in. No mention of that from any of these leaders, is there? No. No damnation of that. No criticism. Nothing. Yesterday, they were setting up disco tape desks and dancing. Whilst they stopped the food, the humanitarian supplies, food and medical supplies from coming in. And there's, a, there's you know, they're saying, that, that, you know, there's every chance there's going to be a full-on famine. And they were dancing. No criticism whatsoever from any leader on mm. that. Disgusting. We're not going to forget and we're no. not going to forgive. Uh, just sending friend. you all the best, Freya. Obviously, it's a very tricky environment here to kind of deal with personal issues, but I can see you're getting lots of love from other members of the, of the community. So that's... Sending you, know, you big hug. Sending you a big hug. Look, Ellen says, it, I actually might have thought it was all over if I didn't watch you guys and a few others. Exactly. I mean, and that's the way they want it to run. This is the plan. This is the... And I'll tell you, it's a plan. It's a plan. And Annie Lennox, thank God, is somebody my line else on this, My line on this is, do not 
let them. Now, this isn't about, you know, wanting to, you know, people are going to be like, this, I take, oh my God, this is what gets me so mad. Right. What's going to kick in next is Boris's really clever little fucking stupid, clever, stupid uh, little line. If you were ever flagging up a criticism of Brexit, and let's not forget, let's not, I'm going on a slight diversion to come back. Let's not forget, when the Brexit vote came in, does anyone remember how depressed Johnson and Gove looked when they couldn't actually believe it had happened? Just, just remember that thought. So, that, you know, he pivots wherever, whichever way he wants. Um, you know, his line, if you were ever critical of anything, but maybe not even critical, but just expressing a concern is Project Fear. Project, Project Fear. Yeah. You're down just on us. Just shut up. You're being yeah. negative about us. Negative is really bad. Yeah. What's going to happen after no, what, this what, is... what, what that means is don't question us. Don't I'm be waiting, negative. It means I'm don't waiting question. for Biden, Rishi, Keir Starmer and Netanyahu to have a little kind of funky phrase like Project Fear, which is... Don't cry over spilt milk. Or something like that. It's like, don't look There's back. There's going to be something. There's going to be a forward. slogan to shut us up. Every time politicians are now called to account, if they're starting to say, well, we've said, what's going to happen here is, I'll tell you exactly what's going to happen here. Netanyahu isn't going isn't to launch the invasion of Rafa. He's going to claim he's responded. The West's going to claim they've controlled Told things. It. Yeah. They're going to say, we've solved it. We're going to hit a six-week... Pause. It'll allow the press to lose interest. And all the public. All the public will lose that intensity of emotion. What they're looking for is to remove the pressure cooker scenario. I have to say, and in the same breath, unforgivable passive attitudes from the Arab nations. What the fuck's Egypt up to? What I, are they I understand, to? I understand. That well, and Palestinians will say, open the border, we're not going. We don't want to go and live in Egypt in a desert. We've I'm not got talking nothing. about them we've taking people. We've got a carry people. bag, we've got no money, we haven't yeah. got our home. So it's not about taking people. But what is going on? One thing I do think Egypt should allow a is journalists who are requesting to get in. Where they have control of the one border that Israel doesn't have control, they should have allowed I d- journalists I read that to go from in. Jeremy yeah, Bowen today. I am so amazed. amazed Jeremy Bowen, that. you know, the BBC reporter, who is fantastic, amazing, incredible journalist list he's not allowed in he said you know i'm stuck in jerusalem we all want to be in gaza everything we report has to go through the filter of israel um communications so he said with all of that in mind this is my report telling us that basically he's completely like but egypt god knows well it's like my dad always says huge amounts of money well their economy that comes from america because they have a lot of, you know, poverty. i tell you what it is. I'll tell you what it is. It's exactly like... Does anyone remember watching... Dad says, watching... you criticise America, that money is taken back, snatched back. This is what America does with countries like Jordan and Egypt and, you know... This is, this is literally... Just, just transplant all of it to New York, Mean Street, Scorsese movie. It's... What's it called when you, you, you get money from little businesses? You know the way the, the mobsters will come around oh, and go, um, give us a bit of cash, otherwise oh. we'll wreck your fucking store. Oh, yeah, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? There's a phrase protection. for it. Protection. Protection, no, yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, a protection racket. This is, this is it writ large. It the is. Americans are going around. Basically, the reason you're seeing nothing from the Arab nations, and the only reason when you do hear something is because actually, like in Jordan, their population is just apoplectic with fury. They, they, they yeah. They literally, they're scared about how it's going to blow within, yeah. within the... Racket, yeah, yeah, a sort of protection racket, exactly. Yeah. And so, protection and so racket. Is, uh, Egypt, even the North African countries, I don't know if you saw, even hashish sellers in Morocco have said they're not selling to Israeli I did dealers. I that was a very, was very funny line. But also there are huge protests in Morocco yesterday by, by them saying they want to sever American all ties Empire, with Israel. American exactly. It's, That's it's the way to just, describe it. It's just terrible. Anyway, so with all of this in mind... I did, I did call it, there's nothing one can do about the drift of intensity. If the press doesn't cover it, and as Ellen just said a minute ago, if you feel like it's gone, it's going to go. For those people who are going to keep talking about it, you know, the ICJ isn't going to go away. It's going to take years for them to come to a conclusion. But of course, by then, it's going to be hoped that, you know, it's all faded and it's all kind of, you know, it's all drifted away. No one's going to be interested in the stories about how do you get a strip of land which conservative estimates are saying it will take until 2092 think about that 2092 the edge of the 22nd century to get the gaza strip back to where it was in 2022 that's the level of demolition but america will send billions upon billions we will send loads of money as well israel will rebuild it and israelis will live 
in that area because that's what they wanted right from the beginning. They want that strip, they want that beach, they want all of that, they want the gas underneath that's already been sold to Europe. So it will be built, it will be built quicker than that, bet you now, bet mm, you now. Mm, mm, anyway, okay, so all of this let's spills... Hope the tourists, let's hope the tourist industry never flourishes again for them. Mm. That's what I hope. Okay, so just quickly, obviously, Starmer's got this... Imagine big... going on holiday then, knowing all of that that's under oh, your feet. Yeah, that would be quite hideous, My God. Yeah. My God. Um, just, you know. Okay, and, and of course, there's a story that Starmer has got this problem with his this, um, this MP candidate that he can't get off the ballot now because they've printed the ballot papers. Oh, God. Uh, um, you know, he claimed that Israel knew about the, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a kind of almost a, what was it called, a false flag type scenario is what he's claimed. Netanyahu allowed it ne to happen. Netanyahu allowed it to happen. I, you know, I don't think you can make claims like that unless you have absolute hardwired proof. But on that, I do think a lot of us were asking questions, and I think more probing questions do need to be asked for the Israeli population mm. of why Netanyahu didn't act on the, ev on the information given by Egypt, and apparently the United States concurred with this information a day before the October the 7th uh, attack. So, well, those questions will can be continued yeah. to, to be answered, won't they? Well, hopefully. Yeah. But um, will continue to be investigated. But you're a politician. You can't just no. you can't just say shit like that no, without can't. without it you know without proof. Okay. So okay, let's talk about being a girl's girl. We were going to get there yesterday. We got there today. What does a girl's girl? What do you what do you think of a girl's? Because there isn't a man's man, is there? Oh, yes, there is. Yeah, wingman. <laughs> wingman. I think man's... is probably. Oh, the, wingman. It's oh. probably that. Kind what does wingman mean? Well, a wingman is someone who's looking out for your best intentions and your your, whilst your you're welfare looking for whilst... a girl. Well. Also, when, for me, I always think wingman is, you're my wingman. I mean, it's used in the most horrible frat boy kind of way, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, where does it come from? You know, if I want to, I think in, you know, in a most sinister fashion, wingman can mean, oh, well, so I'm trying to get a girlfriend. My wingman will do all the working and the sort of, you know, socialising to try and make it work for me. It's a bit predatory, I think. When I think of a wingman, if I ever use the phrase, it's like, you keep an eye on the things that I might miss as I'm doing other things, and you, you—that's what I thought. Lee. Yeah. Isn't wingman when you go on the pool? <laughs> well, no, but it's used in that way. But it's yeah. interesting. I mean, I've used it in a sort of professional capacity where I say, "Can you be my wingman here?" Which so is basically support. pick up all the bits that I'm missing. Yeah, my, my second set of eyes. Okay. But a girl's girl. It simply, I think it means you are. I think what it means is, and what I fear it can become is, what I think it means is, looking out for women, come what may. You, you will put women first. Um. You, there's a code, there's a code that you just won't cross uh, for your female friends, partners, uh, whatever. Uh, but, but where I think it gets wrong is it, it's also an opportunity to create a really mean girl clique. Well, girls, girls, apparently the, the, the beginning of it all was um, the Angelina Jolie, Jennifer Aniston thing where you team Jennifer or team Angelina. Oh, right. You know, no, no mention of what Brad's part had been in the whole messy thing, but it was like you were either one or the other. And, you know, if you backed Jennifer Aniston, you were backing girls. You were against the guy who'd done her wrong. Angelina was the evil one, and right. that was very much... That's where it all started. So who girls was a girl's girl. girl in that? Well, girl's girl would have been anyone that was that was Team Jennifer. Right. Yeah. But it so seems because to she, me... Because she, like, you know, it was 100% supporting the woman. She's been wronged, and you're, and you're in there. Um, it, just here it says in this article, Broadly speaking, the phrase girl's girls refers to being a woman who is perceived as being authentic, genuine, and who prioritises her female... Prioritises her female friendships rather than competing for the attention of men, which is the complete opposite of this new um, phraseology that Benny Lefarge got, which is a pick me girl. Which is, and a pick me girl is that you want all the boys to fancy you in the broadest of terms. You want all the boys to fancy you, and you'll do anything for the male attention, the male gaze upon you. Right. Um, but. And it's weird. It was strange this article turned up because I only really thought... I mean, I, I call myself a woman's woman and I think there is a difference between a woman's woman and a girl's girl. Is I it? really do, yeah. Is it age? I just... Yeah, I just think the connotations are very diff different. Anyway, I've always thought, oh, girl's girl, that's fine. That's the younger version of woman's woman. But actually, watching Love Island, this series, I've been going... I think every time... Oh, I'm a girl's girl... It feels really weaponized. Mm. It feels really controlling. Mm. It also feels like, in another way, 
that it can be very... <laughs> Jacqueline Clement sounds bloody toxic to yeah, me. Yeah, like it yeah, really... I agree. Like there's a, there's a young girl in there who I absolutely adore. I think she's fantastic. She's the girl that took that revolting creature bear to court for videoing her without her knowing and then oh, selling. Yes, yes, yes. And so, and she's very, very smart. We had one of those women, liked her enormously. And um, she was wanting to change her, her way, her, the way that she chose boys, right? So she goes in, there's this gorgeous, lovely Scottish guy who treats her like an absolute queen. She gets the ick, goes off him, and then goes for the worst, manipulative, lying, horrible guy in there. And as I said to the girls, wow, if there is somebody that is likely, in my opinion, to video you having sex and send it to all his friends, it's this one. And it was just so weird the way she was pulled back to this guy. But right. she has this conversation with the girls, Kaz, actually, who's a gorgeous, lovely person. Yeah. I really like her. And it goes into this girl's girls thing, which is completely all right. Whatever you want to do is what you should do. And, you know, you've got to trust your instinct. And if your gut is saying, go to him, go to him. And it's like, everyone should be... If that's what a girl's girl is, which is just kind of like, you know, there's that part of it, which is just agreeing with everything and just going, yeah, sure. The, well, you should be going, for God's sake, don't go anywhere near him. That's one part of it that isn't so toxic. You see, that's what I would... Re see, from my understanding or how I've interpreted being a wingman, for example, yeah. is that in that instance, I would expect a good wingman, if I was single again and all that kind of stuff, yeah. to be someone who would would counsel me in that situation rather than yes. just confirm everything I was saying and feeling. Yeah. Whereas I do worry... So, it's, so it's a bit cupcake and Prosecco. Yeah. It's a bit like... Yeah. It's a bit like, like Cod's... cupcake and Prosecco. Well, it's just cupcakes. Mm. But, oh, it, but, it, but it's But it's... Yeah, it's kind of Cod psychology. You go with your gut. Whatever feels right for you. I mean, I'm, I'm not just talking about Love Island, of course. I'm just... The Country out. Pumpkin says, I don't like the drama of hanging out with women. <laughs> now, yeah, so, so right, okay, well, that's another, yeah. It's interesting. So, the t so there's a darker side to the Girls Girls label, and it's mm. focused on an insidious form of judgment rather than wholesome sisterhood. The term has been used to refer to behaviour that is perceived as involving a woman being supportive of other women and typically girly things. But that said, this is far from being a feminist expression. And they go on to say that actually, and I asked my one of our daughters about this, and she really agreed with it. She says, it can become very controlling, just yeah. like boys' code can. You know, it's like it can just be shifted around. Oh, you're not a girl's girl. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. And in that way, it becomes like, what's it they call it here? Um... Girlfriend gaze, a form of woman-to-woman -woman surveillance, which is framed in friendly, warm tones, but which is critical of behaviours that contravene how a woman-stroke girl should behave according to this form of social contract. It's a monitoring gaze that compels you to reproduce femininity in certain kinds of ways or bear the consequences. And there's a, there's a woman that, that, that in this article who talks about, she says, I, I, I grew up with four brothers. I work in a totally male environment. I get on better with boy, with men. I just do, because that's been my experience. She said, but I am so looked down upon by other women. And I really hate that. Mm. I think that's really, really wrong. Like, we, one of our daughters is so... I think she has such a great relationship with you. She's so easy with boys mm. and men. She can talk to them. And I look at her, because I was never I like that. I was never like that. Like, boys were just somebody that you were trying to pull or they weren't, you know. And girls that always were with the boys as far as I was concerned it's like why are they always with the boys I was suspicious of it because I didn't understand yeah just a th couple of th comments here Anne-Marie Lucker bro code is the phrase that's been used a lot on Love Island for men yeah absolutely right but, but Maddie was saying it's very similar Hi, girls girl can be very similar well, you bro see, code and and it's they're constantly moving the, the um, what's it called the gateposts no, but, pre but presumably the but pre presumably the girls girl the girls girl code is only sort of good for girls if that girl's girl code isn't flecked through already with toxic masculinity. I think one of the big things mm. that we've, one realises looking at a lot of this stuff is how much toxic masculinity women are carrying, oh, women God, yeah. have inherited or by osmosis are uh, uh, propping it up. Yeah. And so consequently, it doesn't necessarily mean it's, it, it, it's a good thing. I mean, I think the essence of the idea is a great one. It's like girls looking out for girls, like the essence of the idea of sort of wingman being someone who kind of looks out for your vulnerable moments elsewhere. Not in that, as you rightly say, Lee, not in that sort of 
sort of slightly sort of predatory fashion, which unfortunately it does, it does have that connotation, Wingman. But my thing about Girl's Girl is I, I find it a sort of one of these really fucking annoying kind of phrases that justifies cliquey grouping yeah. and cliquey judgments. And well, if you're another... not a girl's girl, who's the decider of who's not a girl's yeah, girl? Well, in well there's another woman that contributes to this and she says, you know, she doesn't feel like she's attractive enough to be a girl's girls. Mm. It's like the archetypes of girl's girls tend to be heterosexual, conventionally very attractive, and yet not interested in male attention. Mm. Well, that will be put on, won't it? Because every, every young person is interested in whatever sex they fancies attention, so that's not true, so it's, a, it's an artifice, really. But... Let me read some yeah. of these out. Yeah, uh, Ellie it. Denning, I feel so much more comfortable in a friendship with boys. All my remaining schoolmates are male. I feel no judgment and I'm at ease. I love women, but I can't connect as easily. Mm. Interestingly, Nessie Jeff, I used to get bullied at school because most of my friends were boys. When I left school, I joined a motorbike club, so things never changed. Men are a better laugh. Interesting. Uh, Creatorholic, I feel the same. Sick of the wording and pigeonholing and shifting meanings. Oh, that's in response to Erin who says, why do we need names? For well, being decent human beings' friends. It's this so exhausting. It. Just be good people. Because we are always, aren't we? I didn't realise it was only 20 years ago that this came back. We, everybody's always wanting to label people. And I think even more so with women. You know, we had um, Boris Johnson, <coughs> uh, sister on Loose Women the other day. And she does this podcast, Difficult Women. And... Um, and it was interesting... Doff your cap, sir. Doff your cap. <laughs> it was interesting because I said... Because, you know, women never want to say that they're difficult. They won't admit that they're difficult. And being a difficult woman is an absolute slur, right? But I am now proud of the part of me that is a difficult woman because it's a part of me. And, like, you know, we grow up as... I mean, even when I think back to when I was a kid, you know, and they'd come in and there'd be guests and I'd go, oh, I don't really like that so-and-so. My dad would go, come, just smile. Just be nice. Mm. Just be nice. And that goes in and that goes in. That we, We're told that all the time as women, that we're supposed to be nice and be mm. quiet and be and not shout and not swear and not be difficult. Mm. And so every time... I am naturally... I can be a very difficult person because I, I'm strong-minded, I'm opinionated, I'm bossy, mm. I'm all these things. But I spent so much of my life feeling ashamed of that. I couldn't stop it. I couldn't help it because it's part of my character. But I no longer feel ashamed. And I, because I no longer feel ashamed and I accept it, I'm able now in these years in my life to look at it better and, and realise where I am wrong and I am too much and to pull back. I don't want to lose it, but I like the part of me that is difficult is the part that's got me through the shit. <laughs> Vicky and Waiting says... But try what? to not be ashamed of being your difficult part of Yeah, Vicky Waiting you? says, but what is a difficult woman? A woman who stands up for herself and doesn't just roll over. Well, yes, it is as simple as that. But they can't, yeah, but, as difficult. But, but like, you know, she was saying about a podcast, you know, she has people in there that are, like, very strong, known for, and yet they, they still recoil at being called difficult. Hmm. And I think it's because... If we ever say anything about ourselves as women, that's a label. Mm. Okay, so you're just that. You're just difficult. You're just a girl of girls. You're a woman's woman. Oh, I thought you were a woman's woman. I saw you taking the side of that man over there. You know, it's... it's. Yeah, we just want to... Just break the bloody walls down. Mm. Just let us just be. Well, be, <laughs> it's a nice segue now, moving from difficult women into Olivia Coleman, uh, who's promoting a new so film. So looking forward to this. So film. looking forward to this. We're, was gonna go, we were going to go to the... I think there was a premiere last night. Um, uh, but mental health was more priority. <laughs> Women using swear words, says Olivia Coleman, uh, should not be shocking. She says there's a double standard that exists when it comes to bad language. This is a film which I think looks sensational. It's called w Wicked Little Letters, British movie. It stars her and it stars uh, Jesse Buckley. Um, and it's, uh, I think it's it based on a so true good. story, the case of the Littlehampton libels, when incredibly explicit rude letters in the 1920s were being sent within a village and people kind of thought it was this new woman and who was sending them and all this kind of stuff. But the language in... We, review, we, um, yeah, we reacted trailer. to the trailer, so check Where it out are we now? here. I'll pop the link there so you can just click on it easily now. So yeah. it's just up there somewhere. Because I think you'll like it too. 30, can you make a note of 34 minutes? Um, 34 minutes. And it does look sensational. I mean, there's all sorts of awful words. Said. 
Um, and I, I, I just wanted to ask the question, maybe it's the women I fraternise with. I don't think there's any judgement made or double, double standard in our lives around yeah, women who swear. Yeah, but you are swear. a feminist. You don't think of it in terms of a no, woman swearing. No, but I'm not swearing. shocked by a woman swearing. No, because you don't... You, you, listen, I, I've I, only ever heard my mother I, swear from a young age. I just think some people, when they swear, it's horrible, mm. right? Men or women. And some people, it's colour to their language and the way that they use it. For instance, Denise Welsh, fabulous swearer. I do find actors swear better... I know yeah. that might seem like a weird well, thing to say. Because they relish the words. Yeah. Lisa, my friend Lisa, we love the way she swears. She's not in an fact, actress. nearly all her Christmas presents have something to do with swearing. No, no, so I'm, ju I'm just saying. But, but she swears and it just it's just fantastic. Forsooth thy eyes of sexy. Now, it's weird because I don't like it when, when Dina swears. Oh, I do. Oh, I don't. Or it's really weird within, and I don't know. Within reason. No, but I was thinking about this this morning. I think... I wonder if it's because we grew up with strictly no swearing when we were kids, even though my mum swears like a trooper now. I like swearing. You hate me swearing. I love swearing. I don't, I don't like to no, swear. No, you The girls it. love me swearing. I, I don't like it. Yeah, I know. It's really It's annoying. weird. I don't like you swearing. It's true. Yeah. I think it's because... I think it's because I always think of you as so articulate and you have the most vast vocabulary. So when you use it, I don't know, it just feels wrong. Oh, fuck off. What about when I swear? I think, I, I, look, I, I don't actually have a kind of... See, I, that's why I think it's weird that you say, oh, I don't like it when you swear. I think there are great moments for swearing. Yeah, you can swear a bit too much, and then that moment is too much. I think, I think it all depends on the circumstances. It all depends, depends on the situation. There are moments where it's a little bit crude, or it's a cheap reach for a word when perhaps there could be a cleverer put down. Or I mean, I'm never standing there thinking, oh, I wonder what swear word I'll use right now. I mean, it just comes out. And sometimes, I mean, for example, check out my Instagram post. I love that Nick Cage yeah. documentary about swearing or series about swearing. Uh, you know, there are times where you just feel like you want to swear from the rafters. But, I, yeah, I but don't know. But where does it come from? Because I'm trying to Do really interrogate myself when, standards? when you hear, oh, I don't like it when a woman swears. Now... That's Where a good point, just quickly. Sherry D says, I swear for emphasis. So do I. Uh, never at someone. Yes, that's a really good distinction. Good distinction. I like that. Yeah, like you fuckhead. I mean, that's hard, isn't it? I don't like someone... it. Yeah, you fuck. Uh, no, stop now, because I don't like it when you do it. Yeah, dick splash. You know, oh, no, 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 I'm just... Right, I'm just... you're not going to stop now, no, are I've you? stopped. I've stopped now. I've stopped. No, I have stopped. But you love a good swear. You relish swearing. I don't. I really want to try and swear less. I don't want to I do swear make less. a conscious effort to try and swear less than I did, mm. than I do. And now because I'm in factual programming, the swearing is much less than it is in acting. So, you know, just people just don't swear as much at all. Minky Moo, I like that. I suppose it's because you're in a daytime going live situation. So you just, you just try not to... You know, because if you were to swear like You'd that, you'd be daytimeified. Yeah. Minky Moe, I like the non-offensive swear words the most, though. They're funnier, like poxy or toe rag. Toe rag's good, isn't yeah. it? You know, things that are a bit... Mm, that's a bit... Mm. Uh, morning, Claire. Oh, Claire Ross-Reed, how are you? I haven't Hi. seen you in a while. I hope yeah, you're well. Dick well. Splash, that's a good one. Jola81, yeah. very good. Um, yeah, I like... I don't know. The girls... I love making the girls laugh with the strange collision and fusion of different words. But I have to say... I can't see what Olivia Coleman's saying. I don't find a gender. Oh, but there is. Is there? Oh, I don't like a woman that swears. Yeah, there's loads yeah, but it's, of that. Kind of an of arsehole says not, that. Of course. Well, I don't know that it's an arsehole. I think you've got to understand that some people oh, just do see women in a way that they are. You know, it's just. It's not. I mean, of course it is sexist. But I do think, you know, if you've been brought up a certain way. And, you know, maybe a, the woman in your life, the mum in your life was a safe place where there wasn't, like, aggression or... You can understand it. Say, like, you work in a really, like, boisterous swearing all the time or you had a dad that swore a lot and it was aggressive. I'm just trying to put myself in the place. And then your mum never did. Yeah. Does it come from some old-worldy sort of, you know? Mm. I mean... I think there are different grades of sexism, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I've always heard... I think it from could be age. rooted in, in something like that. I just heard swearing from a young age from lots of... I mean, principally from my mum's side, and obviously at my nan and granddad's, there, there was never swearing there. Erin makes a really important point, and I saw a report about this the other day saying, creative swearing is a sign of a large vocabulary. 
There's been studies looking at swearing and general language skills, and there's a correlation between people who swear a lot and having a larger vocabulary. And in fact, oh, I've heard why? that if you use swearing or you relish swearing or you kind of engage in it an awful lot, it can actually be a sign of great intellect. Wow. Yeah. So, so should I stop trying not to swear so much then? Well, you should stop trying to stop me from swearing. Yeah, absolutely. I think we should... Uh, I don't more. mind you swearing, but what you tend to do is you swear, then the girls laugh, and then you swear and swear and swear and swear to show off. Well, I know exactly what you were like in the playground. Any girl would give you any attention, and you would just keep doing the same kettle, kettle black, flashy knickers, <laughs> get a response, flashy knickers again. You don't understand the idea of, of doing the same thing again for a crowd. That's really interesting, though, Erin. Thanks for that. Oh, I just still don't understand why. Why? If what? you've got a why, if you've got a vast vocabulary... It shows you don't have a hierarchical, snobby <laughs> attitude to language. You are at ease using the language of slumminess and you're at ease well, that using is the language... You just said the language of slumminess, so yeah, that but, is... but there's not... No, you can not just with No, because you started off by saying it's just language and then you went using the language yeah. of slumminess. Yes, yeah, slumminess, sl slummy language is great. Relish... It's all up for grabs. It's all out there. It's a rich, rich... Lexicon. Yeah, I'm of just running through all the people I know in my head, and it's really interesting. And I'm thinking, oh no, I don't like it when they swear. Oh no, I like it I when they swear. You don't like it's, it's really weird. No, it's just some people. I wonder why that is. I'm going to really think about it. Okay, final story then <laughs> on women behaving badly. This is just a story, not a lot to say about this other than well, what she said. Well, woman who slept. It's a curious two side, two, two parts to this headline. Woman who slept with 300 men in 2023 has said that she's upping the ante for 2024. And th when this was published, which was last week on the 9th of February, she'd slept with 71 people in 2024. Now, she's 26, she's a model, she's on OnlyFans, she's not afraid to spill the details of her active sex life, she's got 90,500 Instagram followers, and her name's Annie K. Knight. Well, what I would say is... What's going on here? What I would say is, now, after doing this... She's going to have a lot more than 90,000 Instagram followers, isn't she? Oh, it's all about that. And, and I just think, I'm sorry, I, it just repulses me in an equal way that it would if a man was saying this. Isn't it yes, about her being yes, a woman? Yes, no, absolutely. On one part of me. And then another part. What was my first reaction when you told me this story? Um, I can't remember, if I'm honest. I went, I, I, my first response was totally oh, from no. a mum's yes. sort of like, you know, where I was just, I said to my, oh my God, what's wrong with her? It's like, uh, and, and um, uh, one of our daughters was here and she felt exactly, so it's like, oh God, what's wrong with her? Because for me, that is addictive, destructive behaviour, if it's true. If it's true. If I mean, it's I just... not just a PR thing to go from 90,000 Instagram followers to a million but also the other part of me was like that's just so dangerous okay, to talk about yeah. yourself in that way and put yourself yeah, out I, there I, in I, that yeah, way yeah, yeah. I, I just i just I, I just am gobsmacked by you know this is the worst side of social media that's what i'd say there are two things that creep into me when i when i when i hear this kind of thing does anyone else engage in these two things so when i saw this story and i i, I the parental aspect crept in because you sort well, of think... Well, the human some, aspect. Well, the human aspect. Yeah, you sort of think being. this is something so intimate What's that the there matter? must be a real yeah. dislocation between... Herself. Allowing yourself to... And it's not to say she's totally allowed to be in control. It's not about, you know, judging, as you say. It's not because she's a woman or a man. I mean, it's shocking. I think it's more shocking when you hear it from a woman. I think, you know... But I think if I've read it of a man, I, I would, would just love, think it's, ugh, what a horrible I'd man. love to hear what a psychotherapist says, because neither but, of us are psychotherapists. No, but, but when I look... But what, but what I ended up doing, I don't know if anyone else does this, was I did this really weird thing where I didn't go and look at a photo and zoom in on anything other than... I zoomed in on her face, and I wanted to look at her eyes, because I wanted to see where the emotional... What, what the emotion was in her eye. And, of course, I went through every photo... And her eyes had a similar blank expression, and which, which spoke to me of a, a real sort of emotional dislocation, if it's true, if it's true. But, but also... Eyes like because, a shark. <coughs> but also, I did, you know, read the whole article, and she said, um, and this is what we've got to take into consideration. Sorry, somebody just asking me. Um, she asked... Uh, no, somebody just asking me about this. Um, I'll tell you in a minute. She says in the article, I love sex. That's and fine. I and I love, you know, having a different person every day. So the question for me is, 
can that really be so without it being... You're asking you know, the same thing. Me and you just saying really... what you're thinking. Yeah. Interesting topic. Is it possible for someone to do that and still be in total control of their emotions and mental state? And, and actually just really enjoy it. Because maybe she's just a rare being. God, exhausting. And, and that maybe, um, you know, and maybe that that really is something that she loves. She's not in any way. She's had no bad experience that's led her to this. She's not, maybe she's just totally of sound mind and body and this is what she loves to do. And if that is the case, 100%, everybody has the right to do whatever they want if you're not hurting anyone else. You know, she goes about it. I mean, but, but I just, yeah, I just. 71 already by the 9th of February and she's taken lots of kind of selfies. You sort of think, bloody hell, so as soon as she's taking that, she's off and she's doing it again. Christos, I believe this is a doubling down on self-marketing. Yeah, I mean, why would someone boast about such behaviour? It sounds like a possible case of a trauma. Yeah, it's another sex addict. It's just weird. It's, I just find it weird. It's a sort of, I don't know, but like you say... Could... But maybe because just it's just against the majority. It's mm. the minority and maybe... And that's why. Why do we look at stories like this? Because... I, I, find, I always find it really interesting when I go straight away to instinct and then I have to, you know, because I'm always trying to be less judgy than I was the first half of my life and just go, well, actually, you know, maybe there are some people that this is, a, maybe there's way more people than we think of that like. DPs that worked life. it out nearly twice a day. Mm. 71 by the night, the fair. I don't know. It doesn't feel right. Anyway. But anyway. There we go. That was a curious... Um, so this, um, lots of people ask me about this, and I'm glad you have because... Yeah, flag up the dilemma. Yeah, so this is actually made in Palestine, and this is from the Palestinian Solidarity UK. So if you find them on Instagram, follow them on Instagram. They were the ones that, uh, that organised the um, the last-minute um, march outside. Kefir, kefir. And please don't buy these on Amazon. Because I saw a TikTok video of a group of young, very wealthy Israelis laughing their heads off because they have an account on Amazon where they're selling fake ones of these. And they're selling fake ones of these. And they were talking and laughing about how the money that they get pays for them to go surfing or whatever it was. So this isn't cultural appropriation if you wear this. I've looked into this and it is not. As long as it is worn with the feeling, you know, with the, you know, the feeling of solidarity and with the respect. So it's not cultural appropriation. Do you know what? It is not. I feel quite silly. I was talking to my mum and dad the other day and I was like, so actually how far are you from the West Bank? And my mum said, 10 minutes away. Yeah, they're close. Now, the They're ten minutes away. You know, these. You know, Jordan is only a hundred years old. You know, I mean, when I was growing up, my dads and cousins and things all wore all wore these. Like, and then it became like a really arty thing, didn't it? Well, Art students. I mean, it's funny, these. isn't it? And also, it's, it's again talking of cultural appropriation and when this kind of stuff is permissible. Lawrence of Arabia. It's what made Dave, uh, Peter O'Toole so ooh, mystical and wonderful. Was him wearing the kefir and and mm. and, and it, isn't it interesting? that I felt protective of you going out yesterday for fear that someone will automatically just mm. call you a hate march or no, a well, terrorist well, or something especially, like that. I mean, it is actually quite brave of me to wear it. It really is. Because, as well, because my, because you know, you know that people recognise me when I go out. But, but, I just felt, do you know what? I just felt, I just felt, and it was really interesting when you said to me, what are you going to do? And I said, I will have the argument. Mm. Because I... A little part of me, though I do get anxious about it, and I was going to wear it to work the other day and I didn't, I felt anxious and took it off. And then I was like, imagine actually being Palestinian and how scary that is. So it was just like that. So my heart is in it when I wear this. It's like I want to just say that I'm with you in whatever tiny way I can be, kind of. Um, just quickly, are Teddy and Betty safe? They are safe, but I do want to share well, a little... I don't like them being there, no, I have no. to say. But also I want to share a little detail with you. Betty, we briefly spoke with her, I'm not going to sort of talk about the content specifically, but great sadness. Yeah. Because she's she and they are witnessing in extremists and in close-ups something else that's happening alongside the entire t catastrophe of Gaza that the world has allowed to happen. And we must keep remember we must keep saying that when these assholes 
decide to do the tiniest of little kind of handbrake turns and go, oh, well, you know. supposed to be great. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> We've been saying it from the fucking get-go, you fucking bunch of Mark, rancid fucking now idiots. that's too many. No, it's not. It's too many in a row. It, I don't care. Just, at the end of the day, do one. As they say, do one. Um, so we have to keep calling it out. Palestinian Solidarity UK, they're on Instagram. But my point is, is that on a much more fundamental level, they are well, physically, and, 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 but not emotionally, because what they're also seeing is something very different happening in the West Bank. And the West Bank is, in many ways, a much more, not nuanced in terms of, but the violence, the aggression, the illegality there, which, you know, even led to Biden telling off four people for. Um, you know, it, that hotspot could well be the other thing that could well, literally is, ignite within I seconds. I mean, people will often say to us, please, we know you're talking about Gaza, but don't forget us in the West Bank. Because whilst everyone, you know, is, you know, whilst we are looking at Gaza, they, they, people are being thrown out of their homes in West Bank. And honestly, I was shocked my mum's 10 minutes away. Mm. I was like, bloody hell, she's, she's, she's nearer than Croydon. So there's West a sadness. Bank. There's, a sad, there's, a, there's a deep sadness. And, and... You know, I, it's interesting coming out, not coming out, because we're not going to come out, but as we've been in this kind of sort of, you know, this trauma of this, this, this war, you really do get to the, this point. You sort of think, well, at least we really do now know those people who have or feel a sense of humanity. Because if you can still be, you know, ragingly justifying this, this assault, this atrocity with the world pushing back, you know, populations of the world pushing back, even if not all the governments of the world have pushed back. If you can still be standing there, still chiming out the same justification for this, then you are devoid of humanity. Mm. I'm sorry, devoid of humanity. And we say that from a position of, yes, you know, we want the hostages, but also we want to stop killing innocent and Netanyahu Palestinians. Netanyahu didn't give a damn about the hostages. I'm sorry. He's, he, he, uh, if, I, if I was Israeli, I would be absolutely incandescent with how little he cared. Because he's been bombing them too. Anyway. anyway. Enough is enough. Enough but is listen, enough. Listen, we love you lots. And um, like jelly check out my... Yesterday we posted a uh, really nice video of fluffy American pancakes. They were delish. And um, don't forget Mark's live at six o'clock on Instagram tonight. Should be fun. And um, what was the other thing? Oh, eight o'clock, I'm live on Instagram. <laughs> Getting some results mm. of a test that I had. Mm. I'm a bit nervous. Mm. But anyway, I'm going to be getting the results live. Mm. So uh, join me on Instagram at 8 o'clock. Lots, Lots of love, of love guys. On Mark's, yeah, on Mark's, on my Instagram page, YouTube. So have a lovely day and stay safe.